0: Finding, funding, structuring deals is not what you need more of. What you need more of is clear guidance on the habits and traits that you need to develop in order to become a successful property investor and property developer. So in this video here, I'm gonna share with you seven things that the really highly successful investors and developers do that I've noticed over the last 19 years. I'm gonna share them with you In the video, recognize the ones that you are doing and the ones that you aren't doing and implement them. And hopefully you're going to be able to break through. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur and property investor. In the world of property, there's a lot of trainers, including myself, by the way, who talk a lot about properties, how to find deals, how to fund deals, how to structure deals, working with contractors, refinancing, tax business structure, all of that. Really good stuff, by the way, which you ought to know about. But the real battle, in my experience of having been doing this for the best part of uh, 19 years now and done over 3,000 business growth consultations, the real battle isn't about the mechanics of how do things work. The real battle is about mindset. Because I think once you get the mindset right, and you never kind of get it right, you're always working on it, you're always improving. We're all in the same boat uh, to some extent with that. But once you kind of, you're on track, it's more likely you're going to be successful. And in this video, I'm going to cover some of the kind of key areas that I see the really successful property investors uh, focusing on, which helps them to achieve the things and the goals and the objectives and the aims and ambitions and the aspirations that they're looking to achieve and the hope that you're going to benefit from some of these skills. Uh, You'll probably recognize some of the things that you're doing here. One or two at least will be new to you. Uh, If they are new to you, put it in the comments box. And if you want to ask a further question, do so. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button so you can get all the new fresh content because that's important. I want to give you as much good stuff as I can. And for some of that, you've got to guide me in terms of posting the comments. Tell me what kind of stuff you want to know because I can't read your mind, believe it or not. So number one, I promise you one day you are gonna get used to my awful handwriting, but this says clarity on all over priorities. So the really successful property developers, investors, are very, very clear on their priorities. And there's two sets of priorities. The first one is, where are we going overall? So let's call that their vision and some point in the future. And the second one is, what am I doing today to drive towards that particular vision. So it's basically, in a nutshell, their priorities are linked to their goals. Because there's no point in doing anything else. As a business owner, as a property investor, property developer, your job is to make sure you're focusing on and driving towards your goals. That's extremely important because I've got to break it to you, by the way. If you don't work towards your goals, you're not going to achieve them now that might be a realization to you i hope it isn't by the way uh, but to achieve your goals you gotta to work towards them and you gonna be ruthlessly clear every single day on your priorities so different people have different things that they do in the morning or during the day called their daily rituals one of them for you could be every single day list out the three key tasks that you're going to do it doesn't have to be three by the way it could be five could be one could be two but i, I usually work on three three key tasks you're going to do in that day to work towards your goals. End of day, review, reflect, be grateful for something that you've done, give yourself a pat on the back, be positive about it and review what's happened and then line up the day for the, or the task for the next day so that way you're always driving towards your goals. Of course, at some point in the year or quarter, or whenever you do it or even the month, after you do it quarterly, Set your goals and objectives and they're they're going to change around from time to time because your priorities are going to change. And then work towards your goals by having very clear priorities. Number two, the successful people are, again, ruthlessly protective over their time. We all have the same amount of time. I know there's a lot of work that goes on in terms of time management. It's an evergreen topic. There's a lot of people who talk about it to say how you can kind of manage time My personal take is, we can't manage time, time ticks. We can only manage ourselves. So it's not time management per se, it's self-management. I don't want to get into the semantics, but self-management really comes through being ruthlessly protective over your time. So who do you meet with? Who do you talk with? When do you check your emails? What things do you work on? When do you work on them? I'll just quickly kind of share a very quick anecdote with you. Sometimes some of my friends and family members, uh will call me i don't answer the phone and then i might call them back let's say in an hour's time and they say i called you an hour ago I said, yeah i was sat at home watching a movie well why didn't you answer the phone because i was watching a movie did not answer the phone yeah but if your phone rings you should answer it that this is what they say to me the phone is there as the slave i'm the master and the phone serves me so if i decide that i want to answer the phone I'll pick it up. If I decide, I don't answer the phone, I don't pick it up. Just because my phone's ringing, it doesn't mean I have to answer it. And I know there's a lot of people out there, by the way, who struggle with that concept because the minute the, the, the first ring happened, pick up the phone, somebody's calling. Well, it depends on what you're doing and it depends what your priorities are. So sometimes I won't answer the phone in the daytime because I've got work to do, I've got deadlines to do, I've got priorities I'm working on. And then in the afternoon, late afternoon or evening, I'll call everybody back. So my rule is where possible, I always call back people on the same day. If I can't do the same day, most definitely 24 hours or within 24 hours. Sometimes that might slip, by the way, because we're all human beings. But I I try my best to call the majority, if not all people, back within 24 hours. Uh, But that's just one small example for you. And you need to make sure you protect your time because once it's gone, it's gone. It doesn't come back. This is a massive one. The really successful people impose high levels of self-discipline. Yes, you heard that word correct, impose. So they are exceptionally disciplined and they set their own rules and parameters of how they're going to remain disciplined. Because if you're anything like me, you'll come into work one day and you'll probably put things off or you'll say, I'll do them later or I'll do them in the afternoon. And sometimes there's been a task there that you've had there let's say for two weeks because it's not that urgent or important but it needs doing once you've done it you realize oh, i don't know why i put that off in two weeks it only took me 15 minutes i should have done it well the highly disciplined people don't put things off as an example they work on things that they have to work on now if it's not urgent it's not important and they don't have to do it but they delegate it to somebody else which i'm going to come on to in a second But they are exceptionally disciplined and they impose those strict rules on them in terms of access to people who they meet with when they meet with them why they're meeting with them and you ought to be doing the same if you want to follow the traits of the successful people this is a biggie so these people generally speaking only ever work on the skills that they have. So if they're really good at one or two or three things, they only do those one or two or three things. Everything else they delegate. I think it was Sir John Harvey Jones, the chairman of a former chairman of ICI. He says, he said, uh, good managers should only do what, what only they can do. Everything else, delegate. So these people, if they're good at one, two or three things, they'll only ever do those one, two or three things. Everything else they delegate. So for example, uh, they might not be good at finance, so they're not gonna try and do the bookkeeping themselves They'll delegate it to a bookkeeper. They might not be very organized, so they'll have a PA and they delegate tasks uh, and their diary to their PA. They might not be very good at contracts, so they'll have a solicitor. Rather than trying to hash something up themselves, they go to the people who are really good at what they do, let them do that and pay for it. And they only work on the things that they are really good at because if you're gonna maximize your income, maximize your wealth, maximize your opportunities then you should only ever be working on the things you're good at everything else pass it on to somebody else let them do it because they are good at that so why not give things to people that they're good at and you work on things that you're good at they measure and manage everything in a very strict and ruthless manner so this is measuring and managing themselves measuring and managing their business measuring and managing their opportunities Measuring and managing their team, their priorities, their uh, property deals. Every single thing is tracked. They have numbers, KPIs, income generating tasks, for, for example, which would fix, fit with their goals and priorities. Key result areas, which again would fit with their goals and priorities. Everything is tracked to the nth degree. So then, then they know exactly what's going on. If you don't do anything else, at least track the results of your business and there are some other numbers that you can track apart from the obvious ones which is income, profit, number of properties, rent and yield, return on investment, those are the kind of bog standard numbers and I will make a video for you where I'm going to cover some of the other numbers which most people don't track which will help you gain financial freedom in the long run. Every single one of these people has a very strong power team. Now, Of course, the power team is there to do work for you. This could be your solicitor, accountant, mortgage broker, advisor, bank manager, planning consultant, architect, building contractor, so on and so forth. Uh, So they are good at what they do and they help these people. But there's more than that. There's four other things that the power team offers you which is gonna help you to accelerate and really speed up uh, your growth. Number one is they are supportive and they support you to be better. Number two, they challenge you and they push you outside your comfort zone so you can achieve bigger and better things. They hold you accountable to make sure you do what you said you would do. And number four, they help you reinforce your ideas. Because sometimes you don't need new ideas. You've got plenty of ideas, by the way. But you need to go to an expert or you go to an expert, run your idea past them. And they say, yep, you're on the right path here. Maybe think about A, B, C, D, E possibly, or just think about one or two things differently, but you're on the right path, carry on, pat in the back, off you go. And we all need that reinforcement and reminder that we're on the right path. So those are four things that your power team should be offering you above and beyond just obviously doing certain things and work for you, and the last one is rules. So, these people have strict rules about everything that they do. They have certain non negotiables, whether it's about doing property deals, whether it's about going to a particular area, size of deal, to the types of people they're going to work with. Everything has rules, and they stick to those rules. And as the old saying goes, rules are for the obedience of fools and guidance of wise men, or I would say wise people. So you use those rules wisely. I'm not going to tell you what rules to set or to choose, but you choose certain rules that you're going to live and adhere to and then stick to them and do not break them because they are going to be your guiding principles and they're going to help you move forward. And Of course, those rules also help you determine and dictate who to work with, who not to work with, what property deal to do, what property deal not to do. So once you've got that clarity, it really is going to be a game changer. So these seven traits, okay, or habits, or guidelines are extremely important. If you're already implementing these, well done, fantastic. Share your results in the comments below. If you're not, have a think about it. If you've got any questions, again, comments below. If you're new to this channel, Click the subscribe button so I can share more content with you and share with me what you think. I hope you're going to implement some of these and I'm definite and I'm sure it's going to help you to improve your life and your property business. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple.